So once again, this is your boy TPJ. This is the two for one show as always. Um, I'm here to talk basketball, but also tonight I want to talk a little bit about the Star Wars universe because um, the Mandalorian is back. We can also talk about The Last of Us because I'm tired of you internet nerds when it comes to The Last of Us. It's like, go play the video game. Like, don't make a 3D render of a fake video game when the real video game exists. Please stop. But anyways, moving on, let's go ahead and let's actually get to the nitty gritty of it. I got a hot take. Believe there's seven and hold on. Let me let me verify. Let me verify. Let me let me verify. And also let me pull this up so y'all can see it because I don't want it to just be oh TPJ hater. I'm looking at this and my team, well, one of my teams, my boys, my boys in Golden State. It's not looking too good for them. Now we can say, oh, they just wait into the playoffs, which is what I believe um I heard um. You know, you know, you know, people saying, like, "Oh, they just wait until the playoffs." I don't know if I don't know if seven and twenty six on the road is like just waiting for the playoffs. That's like saying I'm good in the West, and then like turning out to be not good in the West. <laughs> like, gee, the Grizzlies been getting pummeled, bro. Since Stephen Adams got injured, they have been getting annihilated, bro. They've been getting annihilated. It's been kind of uh, like unreal how terrible they've been in this stretch. I saw the TNT graphic earlier. I can't remember what it was, but the record was not good. Um, and obviously, you know, John Morant, um, I'm not going to make no jokes. Um, it would be it would be very, very easy to get on here and make a bunch of gun jokes, but I'm not going to make a bunch of gun jokes about John. I'm not going to make any crazy jokes about any of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm like I said, I'm I'm praying for that young man. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I got the Golden State game on in the back, but I'm praying for that young man. I'm hoping that that young man does better and he sees it within himself. Um, you know, to really you know want to better himself. Um, and yeah, man, that just is what it is. It's like even, but also you know, even his friends they got to realize that you know, not everybody is meant to be the homie that's around. Um. For real, you know, not everybody's meant to be the homie that's around. Like sometimes you as the homie that's, you know, that's living that life, got to realize like, eh, it ain't always for me to be around, especially during the season, especially on the road. But, you know, Jaws Young, he'll learn from it. I don't think this is the end of his career. Um, I think him sitting on the bench for this long is going to really humble that young man. I think he thought it was sweet. And that was the whole thing that I was saying when the allegations popped up was like, yeah, I know they're just allegations, but like there seems to be a string and like a common theme with these allegations. Um, you know, so, you know, even though Ja didn't play tonight, the Grizzlies are very, very good. Like they're a very, very good basketball team. Jones is a phenomenal, uh, you know, point guard. Um, and he doesn't give them the same thing that Ja does, but he gives them kind of the same thing that Jalen Brunson gives the Knicks, where he just kind of slows the game down. He can get the ball to the rack a little bit, and he can, like, you know, hit some open jumpers, which is good. The biggest thing for the Grizzlies is that they're missing Steven Adams. But even the way they were able to pummel the Warriors tonight, 
you know, I saw a lot of Warriors fans on the internet talking about Dylan Brooks and his numbers because he went six for 15 in the game. I'm like, yeah, but if you watch the actual game in the first half, that man was out there going insane. Like in the first half of uh, uh, of the of the Golden State Warriors versus um, Memphis Grizzlies game on March the 9th, that man Dylan Brooks was out there running around the court like a madman. He was out there running around the court like he was Forrest Gump. Like, like basically Draymond got on his podcast. He called Dylan Brooks an idiot. Um, Stephen A called him an idiot. Shannon Sharp called him an idiot. Damn near, I think Skillin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Skillin Skillin Bayless. Skillin Bayless. <laughs> that man, Skip Bayless, probably called him an idiot because I only watched the Shannon Sharp part of the clip. And like, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, it's kind of a I mean, it's a, it, it's a running joke, but like I hear people joking, saying Dylan Brooks is one of the worst players in the NBA. Now, obviously, he's not because he's starting and he's playing. But, you know, people mean like out of the main players. But like Dylan Brooks is not he's not been playing that fire this year. Uh, I think he even shooting 39 percent from the field um, uh, uh, this year. So it's you know, he's, you know, led the league in fouls multiple years. Um, he's taking, he's still taking a lot of shots to get the, well, you know what, you know what, he's taking less shots this year. So I can't really, I, I can't really be upset at that. 14 is not bad, but you can't be making 38.8% of your shots and 31% from three. Like that's, that's really, really bad. If that was Russell Westbrook, people would be saying a lot of terrible things. Um, so I understand Draymond, you know, his point of like, you know, I'm a champion. You can't talk to me that way. I'm a four-time champion. Does your team like you? Do, you know, do you know, you know, does the city you play in like you? Like Draymond really went there with Dylan Brooks. And after the game, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks got his little, you know, revenge, even though he was kind of stuttering and kind of, you know, messed it up. Like, I will say this, bro, like the 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 trash talk and the Instagram posts and all this other stuff that be going on in the NBA, it's like it's kind of comical at this point. Um, it really is. Like, I just be looking at stuff laughing. Like, I'm like, yo, it's like a bunch of high school kids. Like, this is what happens when you give these dudes all this money and the internet is just like, it doesn't end. Um, and, you know, to me, Dylan Brooks won this matchup. Fair and square. Draymond had a solid game, but Dylan Brooks, by far and away, had a, had the better game to me, even though he shot terribly from the field. Draymond had uh, 16, five turnovers, seven assists, five rebounds, five and nine shots. I'm surprised he shot the ball that much, but I guess he had a point to prove because he went on his podcast and talked shit. Um, Steve Kerr, what is going on with these lineups, bro? Like, I get it. Wiggins is hurt. And people keep saying, oh, Wiggins hurt. You got to worry about Wiggins. I'm not worried about Wiggins. Like, the rest of these guys still got to play good, like good enough to win. Like Jordan Poole being a minus 33 for the game is crazy. Dante DiVincenzo being a minus 25 for the game is crazy. Klay Thompson being a minus 19 for the game is crazy. Andrew Wig is not just going to step in and fix that. Like he might sure this up a little bit and, you know, he going to be able to play defense. But if you look at who the Grizzlies had starting day, it's not like they had anybody on the wings or anybody on the perimeter that that, that should have been lighting them up like that. Like, I know Desmond Bain is hard and he's been playing, you know, really well this year. But it's like, come on, man. Like, what's going on? Like, to me, the Warriors are in terrible shape. 
They're not going to get home court. And if they don't get home court, then that means that they are going to have a very tough time. Like currently right now, the Warriors play the Grizzlies. Now, perfect world, Warriors play the Grizzlies. And the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. But is John Morant going to be playing? Is Steven Adams going to be playing? If John Morant and Steven Adams are playing, I don't necessarily think the Warriors win this year in that series. I think that the Grizzlies actually take it and then they advance. And if they advance, then I think the sky is the limit for them, honestly, because whoever played between the Kings and the T-Wolves or theoretically or if the Mavericks get up to that seventh seed or the Lakers get up to that seventh seed, I'm still taking the Kings in that first round matchup. Like, I just think the Kings have been very, very strong this year. De'Aaron Fox plays very, very well. Malik Monk might win six men of the year now that Russell Westbrook is, is a Los Angeles Clipper. So, like, the Kings have a very, like, tough squad. Like, they have a very, very good squad. I like Davion Mitchell. I think he comes into the game and he, and he, and he definitely, you know, adds a lot to the team in terms of just like playing with energy, being on the ball defensively. Like he get, you know, hard nosed plays where he, you know, you know, trying to get to loose balls. He's poking the ball away. He's getting steals. He's frustrating people. Like I really like Davion Mitchell. Like when he first got drafted, I was like, why they draft this little guy? And then once I saw the highlight tape, I was like, oh, never mind. And then when I saw his first year and, and he was literally locking people up, I was like, okay, cool. I see it. And shout out to Kevin Huerta, or I believe that's how you say his name. Um, I, I always thought he would have been a little bit better in his career. I, I thought his, I thought his potential, his like overall potential could have been, I thought that he could have been a guy that probably could have gotten to more around like the 18 point per game range. But if you're going to be shooting 48.9% and 40 and 40% from the three point line, I can't be upset at that. This fee, I'm sorry, this free throw uh, line thing troubles me because these young guys, they tend to miss a lot in the playoffs. So if you're playing against the Warriors, you got to really, you know, pray that these guys are going to do what they say that, you know, you know, that they're going to do and they're going to show up. This guy, he might be my sixth man of the year, man. Shout out to Malik Monk. He's played tremendously this entire season. Um, he's played his heart out. He's getting giving us some crazy big games. Even that game that they won in overtime versus the um, you know, versus the Clippers is crazy. Gee, Delhi's still in the league, bro. Like I knew, like I like I know he's still, but like Delhi's still in the league, G. All right, he played like 27. I'm like, gee, Delhi's still in the league, bro. Come on, G. You know what? Bronny might be able to play. G, if Delhi's still in the league, Bronny might be able to play in the league, G. No cap. Delhi's still in the league, G. G, if if Delhi's still in the league, G, Bronny might be able to play in the NBA right now, G. Adam Silver, before you go to Disney, G, I need you to go ahead and uh, make that happen. Damn, Steven Adams is out for the season? I thought they said he's going to – I mean, yeah, but he can still come back for the playoffs. They said he'll be reevaluated in four weeks. So he can still show up for the playoffs. They need him. They desperately need that man. They desperately need that man. Um, so let's get back to talking about the Warriors and their deficiencies. Number one, the Warriors to me, I look at them as a team. And on any given night, this lineup is going to get out-rebounded severely. Like this lineup tonight had 10. Nah, this lineup had 21 rebounds. 
for your front for your for your starting lineup. Twenty one rebounds. Like that is crazy work, G. Crazy work. The Grizzly starters had, let's see, six, 14, 23, 27 rebounds. So 21 to 27 rebounds, bro. The Warriors got out rebounded by 10 rebounds. Kavon Looney played today. Andre Iguodala played today. Like, gee, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm like, this is like last year. I feel like you caught lightning in a bottle, right? You had Jordan Poole. Nobody was expecting him to come up and do the things that he did last year. Jordan Poole was damn near like Jeremy Lin if he played with Steph Curry. If Jeremy Lin played with Steph Curry, Jeremy Lin definitely would have been Jordan Poole. If Jeremy Lin played with Steph Curry, he 100% would have been Jordan Poole. All right, you want to call in? All right, cool. Let me go ahead. I'm gonna drop the link. If you want to call in, I'm gonna see if I can put it in the in the chat. Uh, if you want to call in, hit that link right there. Copy paste it. Hit the line. Call in. Let's talk some. Let's talk some NBA. But let's be honest. And there's no disrespect to Jordan Poole because Draymond Green disrespected Jordan Poole way more than I could ever disrespect Jordan Poole. So with that being said, Jordan Poole. If he didn't play with Steph Curry, he would dead ass be Jeremy Lin. Like he would have had a crazy season. We would be like, yo, he gave him crazy work. And like, eh. You get you still got Draymond. The Warriors did the best thing that they could by not giving Draymond that deal. And it's no disrespect to Draymond. He gonna he gonna he gonna go somewhere and get some money. Like I if the if the Blazers want to get rid of Nurkic and they want to run out Jeremy Grant and Draymond with Dame. That team is a compelling team going into the playoffs. I would do that. So there might be a place for Draymond to go. You know what I mean? It's not like um, I'm not saying it's over for bro. Um, but even if you look at Looney G, Looney is not like I fuck with Looney. I'm glad Loons got paid. But at a certain point, G, I don't know, bro. Like they have no size on this team. They're going to get out-rebounded in every series that they could potentially play in um, in this playoffs. Like, if they, like, unless they move up and get to that four or five and get to play Phoenix where they can spread the floor out and try to make Aiden work and, like, pray Katie is, like, kind of gimpy or, you know, hurt. All right. But tough matchup versus the Grizzlies, tough matchup versus the Kings. The Warriors just got to pray that their championship experience matters versus the Kings. But I got to guess... My man's osmosis was good, bro. How you doing? Welcome to the program. You there? You muted. Nah, I can't hear you. Are you there? Yeah, I can't hear you. You might need to reset your mic. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just saying, man, when it comes to the Warriors, bro, when it comes to the Warriors. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I, you can lie to me and tell me that Andrew Wiggins is going to like, is going to come back and save them. But I just still feel like that's a lie, bro. Like that, the, the, the uh, yeah, it's just a lie. Like they in trouble. 
Um, and to me, if I was the Warriors, I would, I believe Nerlens Noel, hold on, Nerlens Noel, he is, oh, damn, he got signed to the, he got signed on a 10 day with the Nets. They should have went and got Nerlens Noel. Like they, like they should have went and got Nerlens Noel. They needed someone else to put on the floor. Like that's to me the most valuable thing. Like a guy like JaVale McGee um, brings to the Mavericks is like when all else fails and they can't get a rebound, JaVale, get your big ass out there and go grab a rebound. Go grab a rebound, bro. Block a shot, run around, create some energy, do something crazy. Change the dynamic up. The Warriors have no one that can do that. And Twitter hates Anthony Lamb. Get off that man top, G. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, G. It's dead ass not his fault. So let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's talk about the LA Clippers, um, the team that I covered. Um, I went to the game last night, and I actually got a chance to talk to Coach Ty Lue. Let's see. A chance to talk to Coach Ty Lue. And let's see what he said to me, what our conversation was. Why and setting the tone. Um, he seemed like he's been playing with a lot of energy. Um, um, and obviously, like, you know, low management, all that stuff has been, you know, a question over the years. But this year he seems to be, you know, very healthy and playing with a lot of energy. He was all over the floor, a couple of very strong dunks. What are your thoughts just on kind of Kawhi's overall, just kind of health and energy and how he's been playing as, you know, kind of as you progress throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, you know, since we've been able to, you know, bring him along slow early on in the season, but once we've been able to get that minute restriction off and continue to like to play him the way we want to play him, he's been unbelievable. And so his health is great, um, getting to his spots, you know, explosive at the rim, you know, he's seeing Duncan tonight, and then defensively able to, you know, smother guys defensively like he always does. And so, you know, this health is the most important thing. When he's healthy, you know, he can play at a high level with the best of him. That's what, that's what you've been seeing as of late. <clears throat> All right. All right. So shout out to Ty Lu for always answering my questions. Um, I appreciate T. Lou. Um, the Clippers look like they're riding the ship. Um, I think that they had a very, very good win um, versus, the you know, the Raptors. Like um, even at the end of the game, I was I was I was at the game last night and in the fourth quarter with like four minutes left. I'm like, they still might not win this game. Because if you watch the Kings game and you've been watching them all year, they've been inconsistent and they've been god awful at home, I believe. Uh, let's see. What's the Clippers' home record? The LA Clippers' record at home has been 17 and 15. So they've been 17 and 15 at home, 18 and 18 on a row, like completely mid, like 100% middle of the road. So to me, with the Clippers, my biggest thing for them is like, how are you closing games? I think the biggest adjustment, and this is where I'll give Ty Lue credit for, right? Number one, in the game versus the Grizzlies, you have to win that game. You have to close that game out. They had a big lead and they gave up the lead, I believe, and they allowed 51 points in the court in the third quarter, I believe, of this game. Um, let me see. Game charts here. Uh, they allow 51 points, I believe, in the third quarter. Um, uh, and then that's when they took the lead. Um, so when I'm looking at the L.A. Clippers, my biggest thing is 
this right here, rebounding. Can you rebound? Will you be able to rebound with the best teams in the league? When Zubak is not in the game, you can't do that. But when Zubak is in the game, you get two blocks from him. And I don't even care how many points he got. He got two blocks. When he's not in the game, you just have Plumlee, which I'm glad that they actually have Plumlee now. I think that Plumlee is very, very valuable. And I think that Russ likes to play with Plumlee probably more than he likes to play with Zubak because Zubak, you know, isn't as mobile. And I think Zubak works better in the pick and roll with Kawhi and with PG and with Norm Powell. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at from them. So when I'm looking at the Clippers, two wins in a row, the win versus the Raptors to me was a was a pivotal win for them because you needed that game not only not only for like morale but like I feel like they needed that game in order for everybody to just take a breath like it, like like everybody needed to just like legit take a breath and the problem with it is right is that they was getting to the point where literally they were just playing so condensed and so locked up like once Russ got there because I also felt like people don't want to acknowledge it, but it but it it's definitely been a lot of pressure added onto the team since Russ has been added to the team. Because then you have to like actually not only account for him, but you have to account for like the media circus that's gonna be around him. You gotta account for him still being in, in LA and having to kind of like you know, you know, worry about the fans and all of that stuff, like either taunting him, even though Clippers fans are like sweethearts, like they're all very, very nice. They're very, very nice people. I've never really seen anybody get clicked out. I'm sorry, kicked out of a out of a Clippers game. Um, and the game last night I thought was a good game. I thought that um Fred Van Vliet he complained and went on a crazy tirade last night about the refs, but like I don't think that it's the refs' fault that he had 13 points. I really don't. He talked about some fouls, but like, I, but like they were fouling them. You were fucking fouling them. Now they only fined him thirty thousand dollars. Great for Fred Van Vliet, but like y'all was fouling them. Y'all was y'all was fouling them, and they was fouling y'all. To be quite honest, now if you want to say it's a discrepancy, you can't even say that. Paul George have. I'm, I'm sorry. Paul George had four fouls. Kawhi. I'm sorry. Not not four fouls. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Paul George had four fouls. Zubak had three fouls. Kawhi had three fouls. Russ had two fouls. Um, Scotty Barnes had five. Van Vliet had four. Siakam had three. Yaka Pertle had two. Ananobi had one. Precious Achua had three. Gary Trent had two. Boucher had two. Batum had two. Man had two. There's no discrepancy here. Y'all was fouling them. You was fouling them, G. You was fouling them. And Russ didn't even play well in that game. Well, I'm, I take that back. Russ did not shoot well in that game. I think Russ played very, very well in that game. The thing that I think that Ty Lue did in a difference maker for the Clippers is Terrence Mann. Like I said um, a couple episodes ago on Two for One, Terrence Mann is the key to this team being able to do what they do and win how they win. Like, like I said, he, I don't believe he's a starting point guard for a championship team, but I do believe that he could be a starting point guard with another great point guard behind him. Or in this instance, you have Russell Westbrook basically play the first three and a half quarters, and then you let Terrence Mann finish the game. Terrence Mann was six of seven. He had a, he had a crazy dunk, 14 points, four assists, four rebounds in 28 minutes. Like he was, he played lights out. 
Also, Batum was on the bench. I love that. That was amazing. That was actually beautiful to see because I, I, I no disrespect to, to Nick Batum, but he be in uh, too many times in late game situations to me. So to me, and also I, like no disrespect to Eric Gordon, but I think that he needs less minutes. But also I think that that's a product of Norm Powell being out. So to me, their playoff rotation should be Kawhi Leonard, Evisa Subak, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley, Terrence Mann, um, Norm Powell, and Batum. Personally, personally. And then I bring Mook off the bench. I, like, I love Marcus Morris. He's a great person, great brother, very, very nice to me. Nothing against him. But I think his play this year, like, he brings a lot of energy. I kind of want to see this energy off the bench now. And what he could bring when he's in a capacity where he can just score. I think too much in the first quarter, even as you even in this game versus the uh, um the Raptors, I tweeted at the end of the first quarter, this is the worst first quarter that I've seen the Clippers play all year. They were terrible. Like they had like four points with like six minutes left in a quarter. It was awful. It was legit like trash to watch. I was like, yo, what's going on right now? This is crazy work that I'm watching right now. So they eventually pulled it together. And got it together. Um, and I, I do like the fact that the Clippers, they never really have poor shooting nights unless they're just like going three crazy, which sometimes they tend to do. They tend to go three crazy and they made um, 30% of their threes the other night. But looking at this game, I don't believe they went three crazy. Let me see. The Clippers, this is last night's game, by the way. The Clippers shot. From three, let's see, they shot 23. So they didn't go three crazy. Like, I think the league average is like 27. So the Raptors took 12 more threes than them. Actually, I think the Raptors took, overall, the Raptors took 25 more shots than them. Shout out to Farbod. Um, I believe he pointed that out last night. Far, um, so shout out to Farbod. Follow him on Twitter. Stop giving him shit on Twitter. He's a nice guy in real life. Leave him alone. Um, so to me, the Clippers have righted the ship. Now, I talked about at one point in time how I thought that they could potentially lose anywhere between, I don't know, five to nine games in a row. But the thing that they've done that's really impressed me, right, is that not only have they been able to right the ship and get two wins in a row, they got two wins in a row where they were able to close out games where they almost lost the lead. Like if you look at that game versus the Kings, lost the game in the fourth quarter to, um, uh, um, you know, um, th they lost this one in the fourth quarter on the third. They lost the one where they gave up 176 points. They lost that one. Um, and even the game versus Minnesota, like they lost that, they lost that one to me in the second half. So to me, if you put Terrence Mann in the lineup in the second half, that really steadies it out and puts everybody where they're supposed to be. And if you need an energy bucket or you need Russ to come in for a late game situation, bring them in. The game versus the Knicks, that's going to be kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be kind of crazy. When is that game? March 11th? Okay, I kind of want to go to this game. 11th March 11th oh that's Saturday hell yeah I'm going to this game I'm definitely I'm I'm there G and y'all will get a two for one after I leave that game um I probably won't go to the one versus the Warriors but realistically now that they've turned it around they could wind up winning one two three four five six 
they can wind up winning six or seven in a row and then really taking themselves and catapulting themselves up the standings. To me, in order for the Clippers to win a championship, they need home court advantage over the Phoenix Suns. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant, my guy, KD, um, uh, Mr. Twitter fingers himself, unfortunately, according to RotoWire and obviously due to um, just in general. Actually, let me see if I can pull that up on Twitter. If I can find the uh, the tweet of him slipping, it, it, that that KD slip is the craziest thing I've seen. Yeah, shit looked like he slipped on a banana peel or something, bro. Like, gee, look at this. Gee, the lady scream is the craziest part. <laughs> gee, she was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, gee, so. <laughs> Gee, Twitter is hilarious, bro. But um, as you can see, per AZ Central, um, KD has a grain. I'm sorry, a grade two sprain. But they said he's only gonna miss, uh, you know, twenty games, so he should be all right. And even Shams, he said, uh, uh, Phoenix Sun star Kevin Durant is expected to be reevaluated in two weeks with his left ankle sprain and return. Uh, Based on rehab progress, sources tell the athletic and stadium swelling has gone down in the ankle, which Durant injured slipping um, in pregame warmups Wednesday. By the way, G, his his ankle hit the ground. That shit looked kind of crazy. Like, hold on. That lady screaming is crazy. But look at his ankle, though. Look, look at that. That's not good. That does not look good at all. That does not look good at all. So I think if the Clippers want to, what they need to do is they need to play and try to get to that fourth seed. Now, um, my man said Paul George has been up and down. Paul George has been up and down, but who cares? He's not the star of the team. Kawhi is the star of the team. Kawhi Leonard has been playing like an animal. That's why I asked Tyron uh, uh, Lou that question. That's why I said, I said, how do you feel about you know Kawhi's energy? You know, people wanted to talk about low management. Me, literally, I I was on outside the lines. They they used my voice in the segment where I asked Doc Rivers back when Kawhi first got to L.A. I said, "What do you think about all the low management hoopla?" And Doc and Doc Rivers said to me, "I don't pay attention to any hoopla." And they put that on outside the lines, and you can literally hear my voice in there. So, with that being said, I, like Kawhi is the guy. He has to be. He has to be the guy. Even Tyron Lue said, to, to, you, know, you know, T. Lou said when Kawhi is healthy, he's one of the best players in the league, which is facts. Facts. All facts. 100%. 1,000 million trillion fillion facts. So he has to go out. He has to hoop. He has to be active. And, you know, that is what it is. So let's move on. Um, man said, hold on one second. Sorry. Man said, what teams matter to you at this moment? What does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Um, if you ask me what teams I think are going to win or what teams I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on or I'm betting, even though I don't bet, the Bucks, obviously, Giannis, Freak of the East, uh, uh, Freak of the East, uh, uh, Freak of the East, Freak of the East. Uh, so my money's on Giannis. Like even, uh, even looking at the Celtics, I've been kind of unimpressed by them the whole season. And they're five and five now. 
The Nets, honestly, I've been wanting them to lose more, but they haven't been losing the way they need to be losing. Um, because Mikael Bridges is turned into into goddamn Kevin Durant. Like, I don't like Mikael Bridges. Shout out to you. You like a, he a six six version of KD right now. This man going crazy. This man is going bonkers right now. Let's see. He didn't have 21, 38, 33, 38. He had 10 points. Ugh, that's kind of nasty. That's nasty work, Mikael. But the Bucks, I would say, all right, let's see. We, we might have a guess. Let's go. Are you there? Yo, can you hear me? Yep. What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, bro? I'm good, man. What's good? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I wanted to talk to you a couple of things really about. Let's talk. How I don't feel like we give Devin Booker the the right amount of slander we should give him, seeing that he's a budding superstar, right? And, you know, we give you Chris Paul. You know, we oh, well, before you, Chris Paul, you go into the bubble 8-0, right? Didn't make the playoffs. Boom, you get Chris Paul the next year. Y'all go crazy, make it to the finals. So I feel like now at this point, even though KD is hurt, Devin Booker, like I don't, I, I, I'm not putting too much pressure on KD. I'm putting it on Devin Booker. Now, how do you feel about that? I'm not upset at it, but like he's Devin Booker. Like Pat, you know, me and I mean, me and Pavy had these arguments about um about him as Zach Levine, who's the better shooting guard. And my answer's always been it's only him because Clay Thompson is like been injured and not who he used to be but like it's not to me Devin Booker has never been overly impressive to me even when he dropped 71 they lost like swag like it was cool it was smooth but like to me that team is built and supposed to be built around Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden but even when uh, KD got there, Aiden's shots dropped down to around 10 when he was taking around 13.4, which I said on Hoops and Brews with Pavy. I said, Aiden going to be taking 10 shots a game and he's going to be mad as hell. Now, Aiden has been happy that KD's been there. But to me, they had these you know, 14, 15 games left to jail. Now you mean to tell me you're just going to throw KD back on the floor and now they're supposed to play championship level defense on a bum ankle? And Devin Booker is supposed to help guide them and play championship defense. It's no disrespect to D Book, but no. And I truly, and I know revisionists, you know, I know history is 2020 and everything, but that DeAndre Eaton pick to me still is, I know that's it's old news, but he had to. Devin Booker, Devin Booker and Luca wouldn't have got along anyway. They would have wound up fighting. But the I understand that, but you don't think they could have gotten over that at least for like nah. just the potential of if I'm Luca G, this is my team. DeAndre Aiden one coming in saying it's my team. He was coming in happy to be a part of the team, happy to be the number one pick. But you don't think Devin Booker would have I would have rather them got Trey Young. You don't think Devin Booker would have accepted that Luca is a better player? Fuck no. I don't think Devin Booker accepted Kevin Durant is the better player. He just loved KD. He like, yo, he a legend. But like, I, if you if you ask him in a vacuum, yo, who better you or KD? Like me? Nah, that nigga's delusional at that point. I'm just saying, like, to me, I said it a couple years ago because actually, I feel like we had the conversation about should uh, KD go to the Suns. And like I said, if I'm Devin Booker, keep. 
that motherfucker as far away from my team as possible because it's my team. You feel me? But now it's not his team anymore. It's Kev it's Kevin Durant's team. So now all right, now on to my one so, of my next so, questions. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. My fault, my fault. One of no, my next ahead. questions is you cover the Clippers and you're you're very, you know, close to the Clippers and everything. Or you be around the Clippers or used to or whatever. So no, I still am. I was at the game last night. I talked to Ty Lue. I literally right, bet, bet, I, bet. I talked to him about Kawhi last night. So now Kawhi, I will give Kawhi his credit. As of late, he has been playing exceptional. But at what point? I, this is another person who I don't believe we give the same type of criticism to. Maybe because he's just quiet. But he, this is a superstar. Like this is somebody who's supposed to be. Year in and year out, when he's on your team, you are a contender for a championship. And I feel like he underperforms sometimes. And, and even if that underperforming comes from lack of him being there, and we just don't say anything about it because he's quiet. Uh, I, 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 I cannot argue against that point. But to me, my point is, but my question, and then and then I'll make a point to you is, what do you view as underperforming when you when you evaluate it versus who he was at his peak, and which you would say would be him when he played on the Raptors, right? Well, my what would be underperforming to me is so if I look at Kawhi Leonard, and this is maybe just I look at him higher than I should. I think of him when they, they were saying there was a point where they was like, okay, no, Kawhi is better than LeBron James. So if every year the criticism is if you if LeBron is not in the finals or anywhere close to it, it's a failed year for him. Even when he gets old, and I don't think they should still hold that, you know, bar to him because he's older, but they still do because he's LeBron. So if they're gonna put you next to these names, then Anytime that you come short of that, especially getting put out by people who you get put out by is underperforming. But do you really want to have this conversation right now? Like, 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 cause if we want to talk about like, I mean, efficiency, LeBron is actually like, hold on, let me see. Uh, I got, damn, how do I do that? Let me, let me go to the, let me go to the, um, I'm sorry, the player comparisons and you'll easily see Kawhi Leonard is not averaging more assists and more rebounds than LeBron, but he's having a better year than LeBron and it's not even close. Hold on, let me see. Let's see. Compare Kawhi Leonard to LeBron. All right, let's play. Let's compare him to LeBron. Who else? Who else in the league should we compare him to? That you, I mean, that that that's supposed to be in his class. According to not, and this is, I don't. If you said he fell off, I'm gonna compare him to the guys that you think is is there with him. Who are those guys? I'm, LeBron. Listen, who this else? Is, and, and this is once again, I honestly don't put him with these guys, but these are the people that, like the media and everybody puts him with. They put him with the LeBron, Giannis, Stephen Curry group of people. They put him up there with, with those groups of people. I mean, he is. He's one of the greatest basketball players to ever, ever play. So then that's when we got to compare so, him to. So who, so who are the numbers? Who else? Giannis. Okay. That, we know that's not no comparison because to me, Giannis is the best player in basketball has been. But okay, who else? And Stephen Curry. All right, cool. We're going to go Steph Curry this year. Your results. All right. 
so let's evaluate. Oh damn, I can only view two players. Damn. All right, let, let's let's go back. All right, you got me basketball reference. So still, let's go. Let's go him versus LeBron. If you a fan and you got this uh, uh, uh stat head account, send that to me on Twitter. Uh, but cool. Let's go ahead. Hold on. Yeah, it froze. Hold on. Um, player comparison. Okay, here we go. All right, cool. So here we are. Player comparison. Now you tell me. Now, now, LeBron is playing more minutes. He's taking six more shots a game, two and a half more threes a game. And and Kawhi has been on a minutes restriction this year. For the first half of the season, he was. He's finally off of it now. He's Kawhi is shooting better than LeBron from the free throw line, from the three point line, from the field goal range, taking less shots a game, giving you a steal and a half, same amount of blocks, way less turnovers than LeBron, less fouls than LeBron, less points, yeah, but like six less shots a game. Tell me how he fell off. But and this, this is who he's been. Has he? I don't. I think Kawhi's been better. I don't think this is who Kawhi has been. I think Kawhi has been way better than what he is right now. I mean, but if you look, if you saying he's been better than what he than what he been right now, I'm not upset at it. But also at the same time, he only shot better in like three other seasons. Like he like he's shooting lights out this year. He's shooting 41 percent from three. I'm just no, I'm saying. Not, I'm not gonna I'm, lie. No, I'm, no, I'm saying. just saying. I'm just saying he's shooting his second highest of yeah, yeah, from three in his career. Field goal percentage is his second highest of his career. Well, actually, third highest. I'm just saying, like he ain't really fell off. He only was averaging 1.5 more points a game, and he playing one less minute and taking one less shot. So all I'm saying is like this is to me like who Kawhi. Has been like to me all shit he did on on um uh, um um in Toronto in that first year and the Clippers was just like an uh, an anomaly to me that wasn't like the normal shit to me the normal shit is Kawhi being between twenty one and twenty four points a game to me like that's what I always envision him as so like to me he had a couple crazy years but he also been hurt he been mad hurt. Like I'll be in them locker rooms. I'll be waiting post game. Like, you know, you want to know the biggest difference between this year, Kawhi, and last year, Kawhi? Last year, Kawhi, we would wait an hour after the game. Literally a whole fucking hour after the game. Why he got a massage. And they would give him a literal leg massage and massage his calves and shit. And then he would come in and do the presser. So for him to even be like last night, he came out like mad quick. Tyloo came out, Kawhi came out like five minutes later. Super quick, no leg massages, no post game workout, no post game stretches. Like he's healthy now, so I think he'll get back to where he was supposed, where you, you know where you think he is. But to me, I'm not. I don't care about none of his regular season shit. I want to see is Kawhi gonna do this shit in the playoffs. That's what I was like, gonna ask you. So, what is your what is what is your expectations for Kawhi and the Clippers in the playoffs? Like how far yeah. do you think now in the in the playoffs? Even looking at these numbers, right in the playoffs, I'm looking for him to give me a thirty ball. Um, the, it, facts. Period. I'm looking for him to give me at least 28 to 30 points per game, and I think PG gonna wind up giving you like 23. And then I'm gonna ask Norm Powell, like, "Hey, give me, give me a few more, big fella. 
get 18 from him off the bench in the playoffs. And then you just ask Russ, Terrence Mann, Zubak, and the rest of the guys to just like play your role to the best of your ability. Let's play stellar defense and make our open threes and we'll win every game. Because Kawhi Leonard is going to be the he's going to be healthy, going to be the best player on the floor. And even if you look like see, Kawhi been looking crazy lately, bro. Like his his energy been looking crazy. Like he had five dunks, I think, last night. Last night, five nah, dunks. He's been going crazy. He's been going crazy. He lately. boomed. Gee, he boomed the shit out of Yaka Purtle. Like I was sitting down low in the lower media levels um, seats, and then I went up to the top to the press box to um to like you know eat a little bit more, finish watching the game, and literally, bro, he yammed Yaka Purtle. That shit looked crazy from 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 the press seats. So to me, it's like. If you want to say he fell off, I'll say yeah, but I would also say like he ain't been healthy. That's so to me. If you're gonna say he fell off, honestly, I'm looking at LeBron and saying LeBron fell off. But I'm I, looking at KD I'm and I'm saying mad. KD fell off. And I'm not mad if you say LeBron fell off, but I'm I will give LeBron more of a pass for falling off because of age than I would Kawhi. Kawhi not that old. But why? LeBron playing the most minutes, he got the ball in his hands the most he ever had in his whole career. Why? Why? Ain't, why? Ain't because he's ball just, hogging. He, he's ball hogging right now. How many people you, no matter who you give those minutes, how many people averaging 30? It's not, you you're gonna, it's not a lot of people going to average 30 points. You, you, give, you give any of the top 10 guys in the league 22.6 shots a game and 36 minutes a game, and they're going to give you 29 points a game. How many points Steph averaging right now? 30? Mm, I don't even know, actually. Stephen Curry is averaging 29.7, the same amount of points LeBron is averaging. Well, he actually, he's averaging, he's averaging more points a game than LeBron. And how many LeBron is taking 20. He's taking 22.6. Hold on. He, LeBron's taking 22.6. Steph Curry's taking 19.9 shots a game. But LeBron is shooting better technically from the field, but Steph is shooting 33% from the three-point line and 92% from the field goal range. I'm just saying, G. Nah, you might you might have, you might be right on about that. He not didn't he didn't fall off. I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like, like I said, him and it's a it's a couple other players, man. The slander, once these playoffs come, Joel and B, I'm a big Joel and B fan. Not gonna lie to you. This after this playoffs, I might have to start slandering, bro. I can't I can't keep praising you for what you do in this regular season. You crying about you don't get MVPs. But then when the playoffs come, you get bounced out the second round every time. And we keep giving you different teams. We keep retooling. All right, Ben Simmons ain't working him out of there. You know, certain players, I just feel like we're supposed to hold them to a certain standard. That's all I'll be saying. All right, here go a question that I got for everybody if you're still watching this. Is Joel Embiid a top ten? Uh, I'm sorry, a top tier player. Now, I'm not saying top ten, top five. I mean, like in the guys that you classify as top tier guys, I don't classify them as top tier guys based off of what they average. I I, I classify them. I classify them as top tier guys based off what they've done in the playoffs and what they've accomplished. Now, if if I'm looking at those guys, I'm talking about conference finals or best. And B got to the conference finals. I believe, no, no, actually he didn't. He got to the he got to the second round only because he he had the bubble guts and was and he couldn't play. And then they went on to beat the Bucks, the Raptors. So if we're talking about the guys to me that are the top tier guys, I'm talking about based on reputation and the way they still playing. I got 
obviously LeBron, even though I, I'm not a big LeBron fan. I still got Kawhi. I still got um, KD. I still got Steph Curry. And then that list for me starts to get very, very slim. But obviously Giannis has to go on there because he's honestly, he probably should have been named first before everybody because he technically Tatum, wanted, Tatum wanted, isn't a top tier player to you? No. No. I don't. I still don't think he's the best player on his team. Mm. Jalen Brown? Yeah, I think Jalen Brown's a better player, personally. I'm not mad personally. at that. Personally, even Jalen's numbers is crazy. This man averaging 26 and 7 right now. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Let's see. What's Jason Tatum averaging? You, you don't think Jokic is a top-tier player? Um, damn, Tatum averaging 38 and 4.7. He's shooting four. How he shooting worse than Jalen Brown? Because he shoots step-back threes every time. Come on, G. Big as hell. Um, do I think Jokic is a top tier player? No. Ooh, how you three time MVP, but you're not a top tier player? Cause them cause do MVPs like like what do they not no they don't, but if you get three of them in a row, I mean, yeah, nah, that shit means something. Like normally it wouldn't, but it's like if you if they giving you three back to back, you gotta be. It mean you were a great regular season player, but I don't care about I like I like 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 I like I say it and I've been saying on the Hoops and Bros, I'm sorry, on the Hoops and Brews show for a long time. Pavy value stats. I value winning. I value winning. I value winning. And I want you to win. I want you to consistently get to the conference finals. Jokic got to the conference finals last year. They played the Warriors, right? And then the Warriors smoked them, right? But there's no resistance. When he's in the playoffs, he's easily played off the floor. You can basically run him around and run him out of breath, and then he's gone off of the floor. Right to me, like Nikola Jokic is 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 a top tier player only in only in reputation, not to me in actuality. Luka Doncic, I love Luka, not a top tier player yet. Luka's a top tier player, and nope, I nope. And that's you want to know why I say that? You want to know why? Nope, 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 nope. You want to know why I say that? You wonder why I said it? Because I had, uh, had a lot of big arguments about James Harden. And I said that he was not a top-tier player back then. And I said Chris Paul wasn't a top-tier player back then because I didn't believe that they had the capabilities to be able to get to the finals. And they still haven't. So to me, James Harden, to me, was never a top-tier player. Even when he was winning MVP, he was never he was never the guy to me that was going to get my team to the championship. Like okay, yeah, we did. Like you got to the conference. You got hold on one second. Hold on, hold on one second. You got to the got to the conference finals and lost a three two lead. And another guy came and dropped, I believe, thirty in the second half on your home court, and y'all missed twenty what seven threes in a row. And somebody said Jokic just paid Manning before he got a ring. I'm not mad at that. He really is. He, but to me, like I like, I, it's no disrespect to Nikola Jokic, but the MVPs don't mean anything to me. Like to me, at no point in time during his MVP run has he been the he's has he been the best player in the NBA at no point in time. Not has even he, last year. He's never been he's never been better than Giannis. Giannis plays both sides of the basketball every night. Every night he plays both sides of now. His blocks are down. He's fouling a little bit more, but also the team has been injured. I think Brook Lopez is finally. You know, getting back to his you know old ways and um and and you know the Bucks been pushing for him to get Defensive Player of the Year, but I think that even Chris Middleton hasn't been he he's only played like twenty three games this year. 
Jokic has had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. pretty much the entire season this year. Aaron Gordon got hurt for a couple of weeks. He was on my fantasy team. But other than that, the the, the um the um the Denver Nuggets have had a great bill of health. He's played well, but the ball is in his hands. He's a great passer. He's a great scorer. He's efficient. But at no point in time am I looking at him on any given series that he can put that he can play in this playoffs and saying that he's the bona fide best player on the floor and the player that's going to lead that team to the next round, period. And I can say that about Kevin Durant. I can say that about Steph Curry. I can say that about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can say that about LeBron James. And I can say that about Kawhi Leonard. I can't say that about nobody else. The rest of them guys is tier two guys, including Luka. And the reason why I say Luca is tier two is because of the fact that Luca has not figured out like like one of the most prolific things I ever heard Coach Greg Popovich say was that like Kawhi Leonard became a great player when he realized that when I call a play for the uh, um um for Kawhi Leonard that it's for the San Antonio Spurs to score the basketball, not for Kawhi Leonard to score the basketball. And to me, when the plays are called, Luka Doncic is still thinking, how can I get mine before he's thinking about everybody else? So to me, if Luka want to take that next step, his scoring average is going to drop. He, he should be averaging 33. If Luka want to get to that next level where I'm thinking he's dominant, he needs to his average needs to drop to around 28, 29. That's about that's about four points less a game. That's two to three less shots a game that you're taking that you're getting other guys' passes. Like, like the thing I loved about Steve Nash was everybody that played with him had career years. Ain't nobody having no career years with Luka because Luka just dribbling the fucking ball all, all goddamn day long. So give guys, other guys the opportunity to have them career years. I think Kyrie will allow them to play at a new pace. But to me, until Luka can make everybody else better and they not playing to me in spite of Luka, Luka's tier two. Sorry, but this is this is what I got. This is so, and this is why I can't put them in tier two because just because the team that they built around you isn't competent enough to help you become that that player, I'm not going to penalize you, especially when I see you producing. So my question would be to you: In LeBron's first four or five years, was he a tier two or tier one player? Uh. I mean, when they made the championship, he elevated himself to a tier one player. But before then, no, he was a tier two player. He didn't even make the all-star team his first couple of years. We got to stop with this revisionist history like LeBron fresh out the box was like an all-star. He was not. Luka fresh out the box was basically an all-star and a top 10 player in the league. Instantly. LeBron wasn't an all-star one year, correct? No, two years. I'm saying it was a lot of people. Hold on, hold on one reasons. second. Hold on, hold on one second. One second. Let me do, let me fact check. Let me fact check. Uh oh no, just one year. Just one year. My bad. My bad. Sorry, LeBron. That was just one year. My bad. No slander. Yeah, just one year. But I'm just saying, like to me, out of the box, LeBron, LeBron legit didn't didn't get to the point where I thought he was who everybody else said he was until literally they went to the finals. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you got to crown him that. If Luka would have got to the finals last year um, versus um, versus the Warriors, you know, he beat the Warriors. Yeah, you tier one. You played in the finals. But to me, the reason why Jason Tatum is in tier one, because he went to the finals and stunk it up. He stunk. He, he, I don't, I don't want to say he stunk. He had two bad games. He stunk. <laughs> Putrid, foul, 
garbage, garbage, <laughs> Bostonian garbage, trash, basura. But what? I would say, I would say, I wouldn't, I don't know, because I feel like it has to be more than I'm trying to think of somebody else I would call the top tier player. Well, no, I guess you wouldn't call Damian Lillard a top tier player then. Only in reputation. Not in not in actuality. Like they, there's never been a series that Dame Lillard has been in past the first round where you was like, you know what, Dame and them finna whoop their ass. Cause Dame gonna be the best player on the floor and take them out the series. But that's but you can't see. But no, he's been to the conference finals, so so we can't act like he criteria. hasn't been further in the in the playoffs. He's know, made the conference finals, but so he's, he's so he's had he multiple opportunities. So he's literally going up against Stephen Curry, bro. Like most of those those times, besides the time that uh, Drew Holiday and AD put him in a car seat and drove around New Orleans, he's normally playing against literally one of the best teams ever created. Okay, be that guy. Guess. <laughs> Guess who the Phoenix Suns were? They were the team with the best record in the league last year. They were the team that I believe they had the best record in the league last year. Am I wrong? I think they, so. I think they had the best record in the league last year. They was coming off getting to the finals and losing. And Luca and them went out there and put a hurting on them boys. I don't want to hear that. Retort. No, I don't I I don't I think Luca's better than Damian Lillard. So I mean that's my whole point. It's no disrespect to Dame. Dame is an all-time great player. But if I, if you asking me, tier, he's like, like top of the tier two to me is Dame Lillard, then uh, uh, then Tatum. Actually, actually, I take it back. Leading the tier two category, leading tier two category, Jason Tatum, then Jalen Brown, mm. then Dame Lillard, then Nikola Jokic, then Joel Embiid. And then I'll put um, PG in there because he's had some big moments, but we all know he's definitely a tier two guy. He like he's not gonna be like like he did get them to the conference finals, and then he got kind of injured and wouldn't play well. And Reggie Jackson had to go out there and try to do his thing, and then Patrick Beverly pushed Chris Paul in the back, and then they went to the finals. But like he's tried. He he even has admitted that he's not that guy. So who's who's more of a because I, I, clearly there has to be a tier three. So that was why I asked you this question, because you said Paul George. And I was going to say Kyrie's tier two, but I feel like you wouldn't put Kyrie in tier two. Kyrie is um, tier three. Mm. Where's a AD? AD a has to be a high a tier a three. AD is tier three. Tier three? Yeah. He's tier three. He's unreliable. Tier He's, three is crazy, though. AD is as unreliable as, like, being like, yeah, it's going to be nice and sunny in L.A. this year. <laughs> it's been fucking monsoons and raining and snowing. It, it, it's been ridiculous. So AD is not there for me. AD is tier three. So so, so who, else, who else did I say tier three? Tier Mr. three I Kyrie. got. Kyrie. And this is the reason why Kyrie is tier three. He never took a team there on his own. And even when he had a young Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, he couldn't bring that synergy together because he wanted to be Kyrie. But I appreciate what he did in that series versus the uh, the Warriors. So tier three, my top five guys, I got Kyrie. I got um, 
Oh, you know what? I got Kyrie. I got Devin Booker. Mm. I, I got yeah. I got Kyrie. I got Devin Booker. I got um. Hmm, that's interesting. I got Anthony Davis. Um, trying to think. Trying to think. Let me think. Hmm. Then actually, I got Pascal Siakam. He's a guy that's helped contribute, win a ring, and he's been consistently good pretty much since he's been there, even though he's not the guy. But he is in the playoffs when they need him to play. Bro ass be hooping. And he's been having a pretty good regular season, and he plays defense. And then to round out my tier three guys, um, hmm, that's interesting. Let me see. Let me take a look. Um because tier three to me is like I'm not gonna lie, I would probably put. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Jimmy Buckets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler in there. He has led a team to the finals. I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler in there, um, so and Tra- and Trey Young in there. So I I think I put six in every one of them lineups. Trey Young, and then tier and then my tier four guys. It's like a Julius Randle. I will put like Julius Randle, De'Aaron Fox, Ja Morant, um. John Moran is tier four. I just realized you didn't say yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, you don't think he's tier three? No, I think that the, I think the Grizzlies do what they always do: play defense and win games. Whether he's there or not, they're still the same team. And what has he done? They haven't done shit. That's the whole point of Dylan Brooks versus Draymond Green. What the fuck have you all done? It's only they like fourth year though. Same shit. You feel me? Like. <laughs> Oh cry. He said red on tier six. Tier six is wild. That's funny as hell. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like my tier fours, I got um who did I say? I Julius said Randall. I said Julie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got Julius Randall, DeMar. Fox. I got Julius Randall, De'Aaron Fox, DeMar DeRozan, um Donovan Mitchell. And uh, at this current point, I'm going to actually put. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be respectful to him, and I know y'all are not gonna agree with this, but I'm gonna actually say DeAndre Aiden. I'm actually not that mad. So, like in B tier two, if that's what you're asking me, like, but that's my tiers in terms of the guys, like tier one through four. You got six names each tier. Take that, clip that, send that. But anyways, uh, let's see. Any final conversations you want to have or are you ready to get up out of here? Uh, my last conversation I wanted to have is, and I'm, I'm a, I want you to be honest with me, because as it looks with KD getting hurt, you know, knock on wood, we don't ever want nobody to get hurt. Everybody looks a little banged up, Warriors having chemistry issues. What are your realistic chances that you think the Lakers could sneak in and make a sneaky run in the playoffs? Um, they're like a sneaky link. <laughs> it, it depend on they, it, it depend on their schedule if you will see them or not. <laughs> That's what the Lakers are to me. They're a sneaky link. It depend on their schedule if you will see them or not. If if she free. You will see it. If not, 
you won't see her. That that that's a link that's not gonna happen. You're gonna be mad as hell in the crib by yourself watching Lakers highlights. <laughs> so to me, like will Anthony Davis be okay? Like I, I hate that I have to use the words like break or fall apart or injured or any of those kind of things when it comes to him, but it's just facts, G. Like the man, like I, even he got his face like he didn't he he can't even bust his own face g how you get your fucking face split open like that i'm yeah, like clogged, i'm like, like bro that. he need to he need to call Kyrie and ask him for his sage plug <laughs> the sage connect he need to call Kyrie and ask Kyrie for his sage plug and every single night he need to burn that sage and clear whatever spirits is around him that keep allowing his body to be in situations where it could be injured. Like even bro, like like gee, how the man hit you in your face like that? Like not even like it wasn't even his fault. You just got whammed in the face. I don't know, but I, all I know is he been balling, dropping thirty balls. Everybody else, Vando been looking nice. No, the team looks very good. Team looks very good. Best thing y'all did was to get shooters on the team. Because I still think that even if y'all didn't have D and y'all still have Vando, uh, Mo Bamba, and Russ out there, I still think y'all would be in a uh, I'm sorry, and Beasley and Russ out there. I think y'all would be in a way a way better situation. Like to me, this team is better when a certain player that scored the most points in NBA history does not play. They've been better. They've been. They were better when Russ was out there. When AD is able to be AD, this team is better. Now, are they more dynamic? And can on any given night you get a great performance from one of the greatest players of all time? No. But this team is definitely better when a certain player that shall not be named that scored the most points in NBA history is not on the floor or in basketball history. Nobody that's ever played basketball scored more points than them. To ever pick it up, I don't think I don't think they're better. I because it is definitely some games, especially when since he's been gone, that I see. Okay, no, even LeBron giving you seventeen and five would have changed this dynamic of this game, and they wouldn't have lost. But I will definitely say, AD, like you said, is allowed to be that more aggressive himself type of AD without. LeBron on the floor. I will agree with you with that, but I don't think they're a better team. I think AD is just mad, more aggressive. He doesn't, and I don't even think that's just a fit thing. I think that's a mind thing with AD that he defers to LeBron so much when he's on the court. No, it's no, it's court. a it's an offense thing. When LeBron is in the game, he can't fucking shoot, so you can't just have him on the floor without the basketball. He got to have the ball in his hands which means that AD then has to work throughout the offense and get his shots when he gets them because LeBron got the fucking ball in his hands all game long because he can't stand off ball and catch a jump shot and, sh- and shoot. Could you, ima- could, you, no, you. One second. could you imagine how fucking good the Lakers would be if LeBron could shoot threes like Batum? If he could just stand there and they and Russ could have just penetrated to the lane, they collapsed down because they, they want to – Stop him from getting to the lane, but you got AD there, so the big man got a hold, and the small four coming up to help get the rebound, and then LeBron just get a pass in the corner, and he catch it in his hand like Batum catch it, and instead of dribbling it or looking down at it and slow dribbling and picking it up, he literally just shot the ball 
and it went in 40% of the time. Whole nother team. But you want LeBron to be Mike Miller, and that's not who LeBron he is. LeBron is 30% from the three-point line this year. He's not He's a, taking nine threes a game. He's taking nine threes a game because he has okay, to. Oh, oh, he's not okay, a okay, okay, shooter, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. LeBron was taking eight threes a game last year. He's taking 6.9 game. I'm sorry, he's taking 6.9 three-pointers a game this year, and he's making 2.1. No. So, stop listen, shooting. If, stop if, shooting. Look, okay, he can stop shooting, but see, that's kind he of can't stop shooting. your point because he, I, he, I think LeBron is best when he's dribbling, penetrating, and finding open shooters. But you're saying you don't want the ball in his hands. You'd rather him just spot up, but he's not a good spot up. So now it's, it's, it's a... So now everybody else has to adjust to play around LeBron. And if you're Anthony Davis, whereas before, if you just get D'Lo, Beasley, Vanderbilt, and AD on the floor, and who and Austin Reeves on the floor, all of those guys on the floor can handle the ball and shoot the ball. LeBron, the only one that can't shoot. I mean, I mean AD can't shoot, but when AD has a good night, he can shoot. He wants to shoot. He play well. But all them guys can shoot. LeBron, LeBron can shoot. He just been having a bad stretch, bro. In volume, he can, but not, but not in the manner in which you need him to do. LeBron, LeBron days are shooting high in the series. Are you getting a sixty percent series from LeBron, or even him shooting thirty five percent from the from the three point line in a series? I think he could get it to you in one series. Look, I think one that, series. I think if LeBron wasn't there. Y'all would still make the playoffs and y'all would give y'all could probably get to the second round. With LeBron there, y'all can probably get to the conference finals, but y'all can get to the conference finals only because people gonna be scared of LeBron. Like, oh man, LeBron, oh, and they're gonna be scared and they're gonna fold. But to me, to me, the best player on that team is Anthony Davis. And if LeBron is out there, then you gotta cater to LeBron. So is what it is, but I appreciate you for calling through. I'm tired. I've been up all day. Got to shoot tomorrow, so I'll get up with all y'all tomorrow. Shout out to you, bro. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it, my G. All right, bro. All righty. All right, so to the fans out there, man, shout out to y'all. If you're watching right now, early in the morning, no matter where you are in the world, make sure you drop a like on this video. Um, I appreciate y'all for being up with me this late. Uh, it's been two for one. It's your boy, TPJ. Make sure you follow us at Hoops. The letter N, the word bruise is on the screen. I appreciate you all. This beat is made by me. Made it tonight. Enjoy the vibes as we get out of here. And until next time, man, I'll get it with y'all later. Peace. Peace.